Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Berean Post, um, the Bible Devotional Podcast. I hope that you had a great Resurrection Weekend, celebrating the Resurrection of Christ as I did. For those of you that have been following along, we have been going through the book of Colossians and we are in chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 16 and I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Paul writes, so let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are shadows of things to come, but the substances of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and the worship of angels, introducing, in, uh, intru- uh, sorry, intruding into those things which he has not seen vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head from which whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. Despite the passage of time, the issue of Sabbath and new moons and that kind of stuff still divides the church today. Some groups insist on following Jewish laws and traditions Still today, there are denominations, small groups, and individuals that while holding to the belief that Jesus is the Messiah and initiator of the new covenant, at the same time, still hold tenaciously to the tenets of the Levitical law. There are some Christians, for instance, groups that insist on worshiping on Saturday. They hold that to a diet that some of them that exclude meat completely, others that will not eat pork and uh, food that's not kosher. And if you look at some of these believers, even them, if you looked at some of these believers that hold to these tenets, some of them even look like they're Jewish because they wear the tzitzits and uh, the yarmulkes and, and so forth. But they don't have any Semitic blood in them. They are simply Christians that have um, held onto the conviction that we still need to hold to these tenets of the Jewish law. Okay, well, let's get back to the text because it's, it's difficult to conceive that those Jewish believers in the first century preceding the temple destruction ab- abruptly abandoned their cultural and dietary customs. Okay, I'll give you that. Simply because the gospel message was not focused on cultural transformation, but rather on a spiritual rebirth and the change of our hearts. The Colossian church probably comprised both of Jews and the Gentiles believers, and Paul's cautionary remarks in this text suggests that there were two potential dangers 
one coming from the Jewish traditions and mysticisms on one hand, and then on the other hand, you had the mystery religions and Gnosticism, and they both posed a threat to the church. It's true that each believer must have the freedom to obey their own conscience and follow the path that they believe God has laid out for them in terms of convictions and lifestyle, that sort of thing. It's possible that God do give different directions to different individuals. It's possible that God could say to one, don't eat pork, and to another, don't do this particular thing. However, Paul's warning is not to allow others to impose their convictions on you and to elevate trivial matters to an undue level of importance. He cautions against any teaching that fails to keep Christ and his salvific work at the core. It seems that certain groups within the church there in Colossae were encountering individuals who advocated for new or existing Christians to adopt these Jewish uh, customs, laws, and traditions. Additionally, there are indications that Gnostic or mystery religions were a threat to the church through their promotion of asceticism. And in response to these dangers, Paul's emphatically, Paul emphatically warns the Colossian church to be vigilant and not to be deceived or robbed from the reward. Now, now Paul's reasoning here is that these um, things were only shadows that pointed to Christ. And now that Christ has come, the shadows are no longer necessary. Therefore, Christ followers should focus on Christ, who is the substance of the shadow of the Jewish law. And by focusing on Christ, those that follow Jesus can be liberated from the burdensome requirements of the Mosaic system and experience true freedom in their faith. Now, with regard to the Gnostic um, element of the threat, he says, let no one cheat you out of your reward. Well, in the first century, there were several what we call mystery religions that were popular throughout the Roman Empire, such as Mithraism, and also the worship of Isis. Some of these mystery religions also incorporated elements of asceticism, which involved denying one's physical pleasures and comforts in order to achieve spiritual enlightenment or a deeper connection with the divine. And this idea of asceticism may have influenced some of the false teachers that Paul warns against in 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 this particular book of Colossians and in the New Testament in general. Here Paul warns the Colossian church not to be deceived by those who promote false humility and the worship of angels. It's these false teachers who were influencing the church by mixing mystery religion concepts with the message of Christ. The mysteries often involve, for instance, the worship of these um, powerful spiritual angels or demons, spiritual beings. In 1 Corinthians, Paul warns Timothy of false teachers who will forbid marriage and require abstinence from certain foods. These distractive teachings led some Christians to focus on their own spirituality and practices rather than on the saving grace of Jesus Christ. By putting their faith in their own ascetic practices and the supposed meditation of angels, they were cheating themselves out of the true reward that comes from faith in Christ alone. And Paul warns against any teaching that distracts from the gospel message of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ and urges the Colossians to remain steadfast 
steadfast in the faith and not to be deceived by these false teachings. As Christians, we should be aware of false teachings that can lead us astray from the true gospel message. We should not any let anyone cheat us out of a reward. Instead, we should focus on Christ to fulfill the requirements of the Mosaic system. <laughs> By placing our faith in Jesus, we can experience salvation and be assured of our reward in heaven. We must remain steadfast in our faith and not be deceived by these false teachers so that we can receive the fullness of God's blessing in our lives. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.